The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Welcome to Who Review, a spoiler-filled brief synopsis and review of The Witch's Familiar. Now, come on, you didn't really think Missy and Clara were dead, did you? But did you expect Clara to be dangling whilst Missy whittles a stick? I thought that was one of the best openings of any Doctor Who I've ever seen. Now, I loved the way, straight from the off, that Missy took Clara on the journey and explaining of how they got there, the speech, the thought process. Clara is a clever cookie. Did I say that? I might have to take back all the naughty things I've said about Clara. The method of our girl's survival here, uh, which was the same in Death in Heaven, and whilst it's, I suppose, a a cheap get-out, the explanation was fantastic. It was a great deal of panache, it was a little bit pantomime, and oh my, more Doctor Who in a stylish monochrome, please. But, um, did you feel cheated? It was teleportation. I mean, come on, you knew it was! I didn't. Now, Missy might insist that she's not turned good, but let's be honest, her character works far better as a deranged alternative to the Doctor than his nemesis. And I think, you know, given the chance, I'd want to see a couple of, uh, a couple of Missy episodes without the Doctor. I'm thinking, you know how Star Trek did their mirror universe? How about, yeah. Wouldn't that be good? Anyway, I digress into the realms of what I'd like to see. Let's just say Michelle Gomez's performance has been pitched in such a way that it's fun and a little bit frightening. Um, So, more Missy, please. And I can't be the only one that wants more Missy. I mean, especially if she has a pointy stick. Pointy stick. Um, Now, right from the off, I was watching this and I was thinking, This is a little bit Monty Python. This is a little bit Douglas Adams. And this is a little bit Blackadder. I'm quoting three famous British things. Whoever wrote this is a genius. Yep, I still stand by that. So did you like the, the sort of simmering tension between Missy and Clara? I did. And we hadn't even got to the music yet. Crikey. But when we did, of course, we're, um, we're there with the Doctor, who's lost his best friend and lost all hope. And what torment and reckless attitude pouring through the TV screens. I don't know about you, but I quite liked it. I mean, the Doctor in the Davros chair. I mean, I don't know who came up with that concept, but that was something that we've all wanted to do. Let's be honest, I want a Davros chair for work. Now, it did strike me that as rational as the Doctor is, he loses all sanity when he has a weapon in his hand. But I suppose, you know, that's okay. The Daleks were a little bit pathetic with their croaking of, the Doctor does not use weapons. Oh, really? Now, did you spot the Easter eggs? There was a couple. 
First of all, the Daleks. Seek, locate, destroy. Now, I was fist pumping at that and I can't be the only one. A few things stand out in the episode. Um, the Doctor's tea gag was absolutely splendid. Um, but then it goes and ruins it all with silly Colony Saf and his silly snakes. Now, I suppose it was a good way of incapacitating the Doctor. But truthfully, don't you think, don't you think that the Doctor might have noticed all those snakes in a chair? <laughs> but I've noticed also with the pacing, you've had flat out action, 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 action. And then we're back in a chamber, nice and calm. Two old men having a trade off. And it was a trade off more of neutral respect. I was loving that, and the throwbacks to Genesis was fantastic. You didn't know what I mean? Easter eggs, people. Easter eggs. The Doctor, as you knew, would show some compassion for Davros, and it was a lovely thing. It showed the depth and character of the Doctor, and it showed the range, oh, the absolute range of Peter Capaldi. Um, then... It all gets a little bit bleak when you learn that the, the Daleks don't don't die so much. They they just decompose into an angry mess. Um, quite good. And then we get Clara inside the uh, in the Dalek, and we get little bits of comedy interspersed with some quite interesting ideas about how Daleks lose their identity and empathy, how the monster on the outside might not be reflected by the creature within and I don't know whether we're going to get that as a theme but that would certainly be a good theme to follow because when Clara was saying I love you and the Dalek said exterminate I did I did feel a little bit sorry for the Dalek I don't know about you I'd like to hear your thoughts on this and I know Dave at Galactic Netcasts would like to hear your thoughts on on the, I suppose, the, the exploring of the Dalek mythos. Michelle Gomez did have some of the finest lines. Count the hearts, some of us can afford the upgrade. Um, the upgrade? Yeah, well, I'm not getting into that debate whatsoever. Of course, it wasn't just Missy. It wasn't just uh, Missy that gets the best lines because uh, <laughs> Davros had uh, a killer with the only, the only chair on Scaro. Um, that, that actually made me laugh out loud. Lol. It was, um, <laughs> it was, it was quite funny. And it did sort of make me think, well, where, where did they, where did they get the chair from? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a mystery. Some of the lines, you keep on saying you're dying, can you give it some welly? I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with any of Malcolm, Malcolm Tucker, any of Peter Capaldi's other work, but that was his most Malcolm Tucker moment on New Who. New Who! It goes without saying that with the weight of the episode, um, it was every bit as ambitious as The Magician's Apprentice. In fact, I would say uh, this one aced it. This one, this one knocked it completely out the park. Uh, I know Moffat gets criticised for recycling the same old ideas, um, you know, he has rewritten Doctor Who history before, and 
parts of it, I suppose you could think, well, he's at it again with the Daleks. But it totally fitted. Um, it, it really was. Um, he, he managed to serve up the most nuanced portrayal of Davros the show's ever attempted. And I do like the um, throwing up whole new reasons for why the Doctor actually left Gallifrey. And I think that's something that we might find out. I think that's what's in his confessional dial. I wonder see. Now, did you notice this, this, uh, the Star Wars reference? Again, is this going to be another theme soon as we're in a Star Wars year? Let me see it again with my own eyes. Shades of Darth Vader, eh? But more importantly, who knew Davros had eyes? I only thought he had his psychic blue marble attachment thing. And then he delivers the, the line, Am I a good man? And I don't know, do you think, do you think Moffat makes it up as he goes along or do you think he has an overriding arc for each Doctor? Because I thought that was an absolutely fantastic addition. Um, Davros again, I suppose it's a, he's a, he's a villain that could overwhelm, but in this, he all encompassed. Now, I've read quite a lot of reviews on this, and quite a lot have said it feels too dark and, and a little bit static for young viewers. Really? Can you not remember what Doctor Who was like? A little bit dark? I used to be petrified! I used to watch it from behind a cushion! And that is what we want! We want, we want this show to last another 50 years, and the only way it's going to do that is if, if we're getting our children, our seven-year-olds, our five-year-olds, tucked up behind a cushion, not knowing whether Davros is going to be absolutely downright nasty, not knowing if people are going to get exterminated. That is what we want. So, then we get the break of silliness, and I, this is what I mean about the pacing. Because then we get the break of Missy dancing around to the Daleks, which, let's be honest, was a little bit funny. She absolutely gnaws the scenery. And whilst all that is going on, all of a sudden, the Doctor does his little hand thing and regen energy. And, okay, the first time we saw that was in a Matt Smith era. But can you name that episode, girl? Can you? Email Dave and let him know. There is a prize of one whole jelly bean to the winner. <laughs> so, did you think the comedy of uh, the comedy of Clara Dalek was downplayed enough? Maybe. So, I watch this with my son. I'm making no bones about it. He's seven years old. So I like to get an insight of how, how the younger audience see it. And he posed a question. If Davros wants to take over the universe, why not release loads of those nanites? It's a very good question. Right, that's all for this week. I'm off to write the adventure of Doctor Who and the Vampire Monkeys. Check out my show notes for photos and trailers and things like that. I'll speak to you next week. 
This Galactic Netbite has been brought to you by ImperialSteam.com. Why not follow me on Twitter at ImperialGnome? Email me at ImperialGnome at gmail.com or look me up on Facebook or just ask my Galactic Netcast friends how to contact me. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe and give us feedback, plus additional podcasts from the Galactic Network, daily news features, videos, links to our social networks, and more, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.